Welcome to the Womb Happy Hour with Lorraine Giordano. It's time to connect with your feminine energy center, your own body, to achieve anything that your heart desires. It's a discussion about a place you may have not discussed so much, the place down there. Now, here is your host, Lorraine Giordano. Hello and welcome. I hope you're having a great day. For those listening in the United States, happy pre-Thanksgiving. Yay! Tomorrow's a big day. You're listening to the Womb Happy Hour. I'm your hostess, Lorraine Giordano, your intuitive energy healer. I have a very warm uh, warm heart for bringing more awareness and healing to the magical mystery portal of the womb. So I'd love to hear from you and connect. You can follow me on Twitter at Inspire2Health. That's the number two health. You can like me on Facebook at Inspired2Health. So that's spelled inspired with a D and then the T-O health. And you can connect on LinkedIn. My name is spelled L-O-R-R-A-I-N-E-G-I-O-R-D-A-N-O. I'm sending a huge uh, hug of gratitude to everyone I'm connected to via those social links. And um, I'm going to save my thanks towards the end of the show for the listeners. (laughs) So today's episode... I gave it the title of a wombful Thanksgiving tribute. So what does that really mean? All right, so I'm going to share some an important fun announcement that ties into my personal guest on the show that's coming up a little later. Um, and before I get into that, I'm going to talk about gratitude. Um, and I'm going to share some quick tips along the show on sending thanks down there down to your female reproductive health, sending tips down to your womb area, wherever you feel comfortable. Um, But just uh, sending some extra love and gratitude down there. Because when's the last time you did that? I'm not sure. But hopefully, this is going to put it on your gratitude map. So let's say you're out there listening, and you're like, Lorraine, I'm so tired of the gratitude emails that I'm getting in my inbox, and, um, you know, all the TV shows, like, what's up with that? Like, everybody says, you know, talks about it, but it doesn't really, doesn't necessarily, yeah, I'm thankful, but I'm tired of gratitude. All right, so let's talk about some cinnamons. Cinnamons? No, some cinnamons. <laughs> um, so if the, even if the word gratitude isn't floating your boat right now, what about acknowledgement? Um, what about appreciativeness or grace or thankfulness or thanksgiving? Um, so what kind of resonates in you? So like you kind of feel a little lift when thinking about gratitude. Um on the flip side of that, well, when we're not, or when we're doing the 180 of gratitude, um, and I looked this up, so we're censuring, uh, condemnation and thanklessness is associated with the opposite of gratitude. So censure is actually disapproval. So if you're looking to like gauge um, your gratitude or your thankfulness meter, um, are you disapproving, perhaps even judging something, someone, yourself? 
Um, and then in what ways are you appreciating? So that's a good, um, that's a good maybe barometer. So especially with the holiday season, sometimes it's stressful. Sometimes it triggers people because of what they don't have. Um, you don't have a relationship. You don't have a child. You have health issues. You have money issues. You know, I think the holidays is a great time for that stuff to get all stirred up, whatever it might be. But um, gratitude, it is a medicinal salve. Um, and a medicinal salve is a, it's a soothing um let's say it's a it's a medicinal elixir to kind of break up some of that judgment some of that negativity so um i'm going to talk about two health conditions that i saw recent uh, reports on that kind of caught my eye and some of it does relate to the womb and um actually all of it relates to the womb these two health conditions but um, there was a report this week, and I tweeted it out. So one in three people are obese. So you might be wondering, Lorraine, I thought we were talking about gratitude. Why are you talking about obesity? Well, I'm getting there. So just bear with me. So uh, obesity is, it has a significant um, dramatic long-term effect on people's health. Um, and so if you want to refer to um, the report that I tweeted, it is in medical news today. So if one in three people are obese, uh, that's, that's pretty dramatic. And in this article, it does talk about that obesity is tied to birth defects. So moms with body mass indexes, BMIs, greater than 35 have, a, have an increased risk of having babies with malformations. Um, also, if you're a larger mom, you, um, you have a tendency to have larger babies. And so that increases your chance of cesarean section, cesarean delivery. Um, it increases your risk of bleeding. Um, and the environment that the baby grows in, if you're a heavier mom, um, the genetic code of the baby can be altered. So some of those gene codes get passed on to the baby that might uh, cause the baby to also become obese in, in their life. So um, <laughs> obviously this might be a little bit buzzkill, right? Because if you're like, I'm ready to chow down tomorrow on my Thanksgiving dinner and I didn't want to think about it. But I'm talking about obesity because I do think that I see in my practice, um, have I done it? Probably. But, um, oh, the one thing also is that the genetic code for obese dads, that also gets transferred over to their children. Um, and if you happen to listen to an episode I did uh, in the early spring on the vagus nerve, um, I did talk about how a lot of women eat emotionally. So under stress, a lot of women tend to eat, um, turn to food for that kind of soothing. Um, there are, there are um, it's a stress response also, like where oxytocin gets kind of uh, kicked in by eating certain foods. And so, and I guess my point in mentioning this is that 
besides the other issues with obesity, I think there's an emotional stress response kind of involved with that. So that's one point. The other point I wanted to talk about was focusing on the heart. So there is a condition. It's called Takotsubo. <laughs> I'm probably not pronouncing it properly, but it is spelled T-A-K-O-T-S-U-B-O. And so what's interesting is that the University of Aberdeen in the UK, they did research. And I guess previous to this research, scientists thought that when someone has a broken heart or experiences, experiences severe stress or loss or um, emotional duress, that it has a short-term effect on the heart. But based on this research, it showed that the heart can be actually stunned and weakened um, so that it could be just as damaging as a cardiac arrest, as a heart attack. So think about that for for a second. So an emotional loss, an emotional stress, all that can um, have very long-lasting impact. Um, And your heart, as an energy center, it's where we give love and receive love. And it is connected energetically, not only to your solar plexus chakra, which is below your heart, but your sacral, your womb, which relates to your I feel energy center, um, where your womb and your ovaries and your kidneys are are, kind of in that area they reside in. So... um, so I just talked about obesity and I, I talked about extreme stress to the heart. And so based on some other research, 40%, um, I think the American psychological something or other, um, has some reports where 40% of people engage in unhealthy eating behaviors as a result of stress. So... Chronic stress creates elevated levels of the hormone cortisol. And that also increases your cravings. So let's say you go through an emotional hardship, a deep loss, a loss of a loved one, loss of a relationship, loss of a job, whatever that might be in your heart's wounded, that has a severe impact to your health. Then for a lot of women, um, you, you turn to food for that kind of um, that fix that because you're craving something. So stress is not good for your hormonal balance, ladies. We've talked about it on other shows, but it's important to stress that um, the more cortisol that your body is producing, the more it robs your body of the ability to to create progesterone, which balances out your levels of estrogen because we need that balancing. Estrogen during your cycle kind of peaks up and then progesterone kicks in to kind of help bring those levels down. So where am I going with this? (laughs) I'm talking about heartache and obesity. But here's here's the upside. Here's the happy happy dance um, option. If you're like, shoot, Lorraine, I'm not going to go run a Tough mutter and work out seven days a week and, um, you know, 
go to yoga a few times a week and blah, blah, blah in order to kind of improve my health. My recommendation, my suggestion, this is all just suggestion, but start with some gratitude. So sure, tomorrow's Thanksgiving and then we go to the other holidays and we start a new year. But in what ways can you incorporate that medicinal salve, that medicinal elixir of gratitude? And I think where people get it a little bit, um, where the conversation gets a little twisted is because gratitude is a feeling. So can you think your way through gratitude? I could be like, yeah, I'm really grateful for this chair that I'm sitting in, but do I really feel that? I'd have to tune in. And so I think the opportunity with gratitude and creating an environment for some healthy, um, for a healthy heart, for a healthy um, womb is uh, in the feeling. It's in the I feel energy center. And on that note, we're going to take a break. I'm going to be back in two minutes. And then we're going <laughs> to keep going with um, the benefits of gratitude and how it ties into your womb, ladies. We'll be back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Visit InspiredToHelp.net for help in feeling more grounded, centered, and relaxed using different energy healing tools. Lorraine Giordano works with women and men in person or via Skype or telephone sessions. You can sign up for a single session or try one of our discounted multi-session packages. We also offer three levels of Reiki classes. Find out more at InspiredToHelp.net. You can even book Lorraine for a workshop or speaking event. Visit InspiredToHelp.net today. Do you get a little nervous or hesitate to discuss topics down there that aren't talked about often? We hear you. Or are you curious to look at frequently discussed topics from a different perspective? Visiting inspiredtohealth.net opens up a whole world of discussion that you may not have known even existed. Lorraine Giordano offers a forum of open and frank discussion about those seemingly unmentionable topics down below. Visit now, inspiredtohealth.net. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to the Womb Happy Hour. To reach Lorraine Giordano, her guest, or if you have a comment on the show, please call in to 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. Or send an email to info at inspiredtohealth.net. Now back to the Womb Happy Hour. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. We are talking about the benefits of um, of gratitude. Last year, I was talking about obesity and heartache. But the point is, is that in the context of shifting energy, Gratitude is a, is a very potent and medicinal um, feeling because it is a feeling to kind of charge up in your system. So before I get into the benefits, what about thinking about, and like I was saying before, let's say you're sick of hearing the word gratitude. What about appreciativeness? 
um, or acknowledgement um, in a way that works for you. So over the years, I used a digestive enzyme because I wasn't digesting my foods properly. And when you can't digest your foods properly, you can't assimilate the nutrients and you can't have your body go through the movement of, you know, pooping it out or releasing it. That also is not good for hormonal balance, ladies. So I use a digestive enzyme. So I'm just using this as an example, as a suggestion. But if you think about gratitude as a feeling, um, it's kind of like taking in, think about it as taking in a digestive enzyme um, that helps you to break down some of the icky poo poo stuff that might have happened, um, that you're having a hard time swallowing or digesting that whatever that situation is, whether, you know, some guy dumped you or you broke up with someone or you're going through a me too, a me too you're triggered by something that you even forgot about years ago, whatever it might be. Um, I guess I'm suggesting a digestive enzyme, maybe imagine gratitude um, as a new app or an added app to your downloads if you're meditating and um, but you're still not really feeling that sense of um, thankfulness for certain things that are going on in your present moment. It doesn't mean that you didn't feel it before and you're not going to feel it again, but maybe you're just going through a, a crappy time right now. Um, in what ways can you think about it differently? Um, in what ways can you zhuzh it up <laughs> so that um, it's on, you're paying attention to it, you're aware of it, and you're kind of willing to give it a, another try. Um, so some of the benefits of gratitude, just to review, because you might have read this or heard about it 50 times already, but I do think if you if you kind of frame it in the context of um, this new zhuzhed up way of receiving and feeling gratitude, it is linked to lowering blood pressure. So it's really good for your heart health. And um, who hasn't gone through a uh, some heart, like dramatic heart situation? You know, I uh, ended the relationship I was with with that fellow in the summertime. And I remember going to um, uh, a meditative circle. And I remember describing the, the breakup as I felt like my heart fell forward. I didn't necessarily feel a break, but I felt like it fell forward. So, um, and it causes tension and it's uncomfortable. But anyway, gratitude, it helps your heart health. It helps soothe it. Um, and it's linked to lower blood pressure. Uh, it strengthens your immune system. So if you're in a, in a constant state of stress where you're really feeling down or, um, you're feeling negative about how certain things are going, um, gratitude helps to, to give a boost to your immune system. It is a natural pain reliever. So for the ladies out there who are suffering with fibroids, endometriosis, um, fertility issues, and you're going through a lot of dramatic pain and um, you feel no end in sight, it's really easy and because I've been there. Um, let's say you're at the emergency room and you're like, 
crap, am I ever going to feel better? Like, why am I healed over in pain? Um, it's really easy to get into the loop of this is always, this is never going to end. My life is ruined. Um, I'm not going to get better. No one can help me. So gratitude is a, um, is a natural pain reliever. Um, it does trigger positive emotions and feelings of happiness. And it reduces stress hormones. And there's been research that it improves kidney function. All of that um, is really beneficial for your womb health, for your female reproductive health. And you're, you might be like, meh. I mean, I wrote in a gratitude journal for a couple of weeks and... Um, and I didn't see any improvements. Just like anything, sometimes you got to breathe through it. Um, you got to mix it up in a way where it kind of resonates a little differently in your system. So I would suggest keep being curious, keep being um, open to trying different ways in order to turn on that, like unlock and load that feeling. The other main thing, which I see it all the time with a lot of my female clients, is that gratitude is known to help you sleep better. So sleep is really important for your body to um, go through its necessary movements and functions and processes in order to balance out your system. And so if you're not sleeping, it's, um, it's, it's, it has a dramatic impact, it takes a hard hit to your system. So that tends to, if you're not sleeping, it tends to make you want to maybe, and they've done research on this as well, where it makes you want to eat more. Um, Your food cravings turn on more. It promotes uh, less exercise because you're tired. I mean, who wants to work out when you're tired? And um, I do think when you're, you know, sleep well, it kind of also promotes more isolation, like isolation. So, um, For those who do a gratitude journal before they go to bed, um, people have observed that they worried less and they were able to sleep better because it's a way of communicating. It's a way of acknowledging the positive, the good stuff that that is always all around. It's just that sometimes when you're going through a a shit storm, it's kind of hard to see through, through the muck of it. But by acknowledging it and tapping into the feeling of it, it kind of creates different ripple energetic effects that can help you move forward quicker. Uh, It's known to lower rates of post-traumatic stress disorder and improve relationships. So, yeah. So, what's one way uh, for you to tap into more thankfulness. Even when, let's say you're going to visit your family tomorrow or in a few weeks and they stress you out and they bring up old stuff that happened, you know, 10 years ago, uh, it's easy to really get swung back into the drama, into the tension. However, um, and it's easy to kind of shut down the heart area Shut down your throat, speaking your truth, and uh, and by, with that shutdown, we're also shutting down 
our how you're feeling, the I feel center. So I would say carve out some pockets of time to uh, reconnect and to um, to maybe even scream. Not at someone, but just voice, release whatever tension that you're feeling. So it's not on my website yet, but it'll be posted in a little while, definitely by tomorrow morning. But I'm going to give you one exercise. Um, growing up, I used to love to do Mad Libs. And so um, my dad got my sister and I into it. And I just think they were so fun. And I used to play with them for hours and hours with my sister or just doing it on my own. So every once in a while, I like to create a Mad Lib post blog posts on the womb and on um, creating different connections. So I'm going to read two sentences from my Mad Lib. And um, again, it's a different way to approach it. Uh, When's the last time you played a Mad Lib game regarding your womb slash uterus slash, for me, I considered, like, because I was going to lose my uterus, um, my womb was kind of like my command center and all like my fallopian tubes, my ovaries, the cervix, the vagina, the clit, they were all like girlfriends. Um, and so <laughs> they were my supporting girlfriends. So if you and your uterus were to have a chat, so this is, I'm going to read two or a couple of sentences from the Mad Lib, but think about how you would answer. If you and your uterus were to have a chat like blank girlfriends, what would your womb thank you for? And if the word womb doesn't float your boat, change that to uterus, whatever you want to, whatever word. Again, it's really, it's not about me. It's about how it resonates with you. So that's one. And then how would you express appreciation to your uterus for all the blank she has helped you with this year? What would you like to thank your uterus for? Maybe you had a baby. Maybe you saved your uterus from a hysterectomy. Maybe you had the best orgasm or you had a million orgasms. Like whatever it is. Um, and maybe that's related to down there a little bit more, but it's all connected. Maybe you created a new business. What did you give birth to? What are you in the midst of creating right now? So I'm going to be posting my Mad Lib. Um, feel free to print it out and play with it. Um, but then again, the energy of play, I think, especially when we're talking about health, and especially if you have a problem, it, it kind of isn't necessarily brought together. So you might very well be quite pissed because, again, you might have had terrible, painful periods. You might be going through menopause and you might be having a miserable time with the worst hot flashes. Um, but in what way can you change the dialogue going on inside you? In what ways can you change your question? Um, especially with health issues, it's easy to get caught up in, well, get caught up in the same question, like, why is this happening? When is this going to end? How am I going to get better? You get caught up in all those kind of questions. Um, I would say, if you start with a little gratitude, what are some of the things that are really going right? Because 
a lot of times there's a trillion things going right in your body and in your life. Um, and so honing in on that and in what ways asking yourself in what ways can I be feel what in what ways can I feel healthier in what ways can I allow myself to feel um, feel XYZ it's all about uh, opening up to a different creative process I believe um, and being thankful for the small wins and before we go to break, which is in, which is in a few seconds, um, I would like to give a shout out to one of my girlfriends who for the past maybe five years I've been talking about um, using organic uh, tampons or pads. So this good girlfriend, I'm not going to say her name, but she uh, we recently hung out a few days ago and she's like, I finally started using organic tampons and I wanted to let you know. So I'm really thankful about that because, yeah, she was finally inspired to choose something differently. And um, that's pretty cool. So thank you, friend. And so we'll, we're taking a break and we'll be back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Visit inspiredtohelp.net for help in feeling more grounded, centered, and relaxed using different energy healing tools. Lorraine Giordano works with women and men in person or via Skype or telephone sessions. You can sign up for a single session or try one of our discounted multi-session packages. We also offer three levels of Reiki classes. Find out more at inspiredtohealth.net. You can even book Lorraine for a workshop or speaking event. Visit inspiredtohealth.net today. Do you get a little nervous or hesitate to discuss topics down there that aren't talked about often? We hear you. Or are you curious to look at frequently discussed topics from a different perspective? Visiting inspiredtohealth.net opens up a whole world of discussion that you may not have known even existed. Lorraine Giordano offers a forum of open and frank discussion about those seemingly unmentionable topics down below. Visit now, inspiredtohealth.net. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to the Womb Happy Hour. To reach Lorraine Giordano, her guest, or if you have a comment on the show, please call in to 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. Or send an email to info at inspiredtohealth.net. Now back to the Womb Happy Hour. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Louie has just arrived. He wants me to pick him up. Louie, let me pick up. He's been quiet lately. Um, yes. So um, before I get into my fun announcement, I would like to um, do a follow-up. So a couple of weeks ago, Jacqueline Rolandelli... She's a creator of the Mystic Feminine. She talked about rites of passage. So um, going on a bit of a journey to heal, to, to heal. Um, so let's say if you didn't have like a very 
positive, joyful, supportive first period to kind of go back to that process and heal it. And so I am going to do a follow-up episode with Jacqueline, but we did a rites of passage, which is kind of like a ceremony, actually, yesterday. I did. (laughs) And so it was really profound, and I do feel quite different. Um, And I'm not going to get too into it right now, but I would like to, again, this is a (laughs) wombful Thanksgiving, but I would like to thank Jacqueline because that was an amazing experience. Again, not necessarily logical or something if you never, it's an experience. So um, we're going to get into it because I do think it's important to share. Um, But it's a different way of kind of connecting to to the power of your magical mystery portal in your womb. And so I'm excited to talk about that in a few weeks. So I'll keep you posted on that. Um, but thank you, Jacqueline. And I'd like to thank all the other um, all the other guests that I've had on the show. I'm going to say it now before I forget. I really appreciate um, their wisdom, their experience, and their time to kind of sharing with you, the listener. So thank you for that. And there's too many names to list off. All right. So what's my fun news? And we're going to go back to uh, some additional tips. Um, on the womb, I'm sending some thanks to the womb. I, um, well, let me just do it before I forget that too. So I just read a couple of lines of the Mad Lib. Again, let's play, let's have fun. Um, shifting energy doesn't necessarily need to be that complicated. It's just really about attention. It's just really about acknowledgement. So, and, and not censoring, not disapproving. Right? It's, a, it's in the judgment. It's in that judgment that we kind of kind of trap and kind of block ourselves from um, feeling better, I think. So, my fun announcement. I'm very excited because uh, I contributed a chapter to uh, a very um, inspirational book. It's called The Grandmother Legacies. It's, uh, it was compiled by, by Rebecca Hall Geithner. She did a compilation with, uh, I believe, 18 other authors that are sharing their wisdom uh, related to the legacy of their grandmother. And so it's going to be released on December 5th. So mark your calendars. And uh, for 48 to 72 hours, you can get your copy for a special rate of only $1. So it's not going to break the bank as a holiday gift. And, um, you know, I'm incredibly thankful for my parents, my sisters, my niece, nephew, all my amazing friends, new and old. Um, but my my feelings uh, from and my relationship with my grandma Millie and my grandma Tina, I hold really dear. It's very special in my heart. Um they had a huge impact on me, and um, and they both are deceased now. Um, but you're going to learn more about my grandma Tina in the chapter, and um, you know, and both of them were amazing cooks, and they expressed their love through their cooking a lot of times. Um, but I'd like to share a little bit about my grandma Millie, and. Um, 
So my grandma Millie was a little shy, 5'3". She had bright red hair that she colored. <laughs> and um, she's Italian. And she used to say, you know, instead of oil or boil, she would say, get me the earl or I need to burl the macaroni <laughs> um, or I need to get the eggs out of the fr- refrigerator. Um she worked in a sweatshop handling clothing, like sweaters, and um, she was pure heart. She was very devoted to her family. She had a lot of brothers and sisters, and um, she took care of her parents when they both got sick. Um, and she was very, she was really the proud mama to my dad and um, my uncle, who became a Jesuit priest. So that she was extremely um proud of she was very religious and um a couple of takeaways is that my grandmother loved to tell stories and I think that my writing I I kind of um feel like I challenge her a little bit because I remember being really little like five or six and when my parents would go somewhere um my grandma and my grandpa Louie would would watch my sister and I and my grandmother and she, I remember being as little as five six till when she passed well until she got sick um, but she would tell these amazing stories so when I was little I would rem- I remember asking her to tell stories about when she lived through the Great Depression and I mean she really told some brutal harsh stories about like rats jumping up on her leg and having to wear a big hole in her shoe and you know and like the little bit of money you know they had for food like it's really tough tough stuff but she always said the story with such a huge smile and she made it seem kind of glamorous. <laughs> like I didn't realize the crazy conditions and situations she described. Um, Cause she just, I was always on the edge of my seat I, and I wanted to hear the story over and over and over again. I, I just, I was her biggest fan and I just um, appreciated her ability to tell a story. She was also into music uh, on my mom's side of the family, they're not so into music. But my grandmother was a huge lover of music. She loved to sing. Um, and she had the best laugh. So <laughs> she loved a good joke or something funny. And she just had the, the best um, belly laugh. Anyway, so... The interesting thing about my grandma, Millie, is that she was obese. She was fat, (laughs) and um, she loved food. So she just loved cold cuts, just loved her pasta, and she ate a lot. And so she developed arthritis. So she didn't move around much. And I think being little, um, I saw the impact of her not being able to move. So I played a lot of sports, and, um, and I was always kind of... It always bothered me that she she just stayed. My grandfather died when um, I was 11, and she came to move in with us. But she just kind of stayed in her place a lot. So I've traveled all around the world. Not like every place, but I've traveled so much. And whenever I take off, I think of her, and I wonder 
I wonder if she would have liked visiting here because she really didn't leave New York or Suffern where I grew up much, especially when she got older. And, um, you know, as much as she loved food, she didn't really do a lot to, to kind of take care of her health. And that made a big impact on me. And so in my Operation Save Uterus, <laughs> quest to save my uterus, some of those things I, I paid attention to when I was little served as inspiration for when I was trying to reclaim my health. And uh, yeah, I'm getting a little choked up. But yeah, so what I also learned is that diabetes, so she was very overweight and she developed diabetes. And diabetes is very debilitating and is a very brutal insidious kind of disease. So it doesn't allow certain, so she wound up having a procedure and her whole from her procedure did not heal. So, you know, that normal healing process within the body gets stunted um, due to diabetes. It's very serious. So when I was going through Operation Save Uterus, sugar you know, I learned that it contributed to growing cancer cells. And I also kind of remembered that, geez, diabetes runs in my family. So in what ways can I stop putting sugar in my coffee, whether it's a pack, pack and a half a day? In what ways can I reduce the sugar I was taking? And I guess I'm sharing this just as a, for all the beautiful things that she ever told me, um, that I had with the laughs and um, her love and encouragement. She taught me a lot about um, about health from a different perspective. So I wasn't expecting to get choked up, but thanks, Grandma. And we're going to take a break <laughs> so I can recompose. And we'll be back in two. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Visit InspiredToHelp.net for help in feeling more grounded, centered, and relaxed using different energy healing tools. Lorraine Giordano works with women and men in person or via Skype or telephone sessions. You can sign up for a single session or try one of our discounted multi-session packages. We also offer three levels of Reiki classes. Find out more at InspiredToHelp.net. You can even book Lorraine for a workshop or speaking event. Visit InspiredToHelp.net today. Do you get a little nervous or hesitate to discuss topics down there that aren't talked about often? We hear you. Or are you curious to look at frequently discussed topics from a different perspective? Visiting inspiredtohelp.net opens up a whole world of discussion that you may not have known even existed. Lorraine Giordano offers a form of open and frank discussion about those seemingly unmentionable topics down below. Visit now, inspiredtohelp.net. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. If 
You are listening to the Womb Happy Hour. To reach Lorraine Giordano, her guest, or if you have a comment on the show, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to info at inspiredtohealth.net. Now back to the Womb Happy Hour. Hi, everybody. We're back. Uh, I was just getting a bit emotional sharing some info about my grandma, Millie. Um, So the one thing I wanted to share, the last thing about my grandma, Millie, is that uh, she developed dementia. And so um, (laughs) she would get into a loop of saying the same thing over and over and over and over again. Like, so I would visit her. She was in a nursing home. She died when she was 93 on August 15th, eight years ago. Um, and I miss her, and I love her, and I want to thank her. Anyway, so she developed dementia, and it was kind of funny because sometimes it was really kind of grueling because she would say, where do you live? Where do you live? Where do you live? You know, I would give her an answer, and then she would just ask me the same question again. And, I mean, for some, you know, dementia, Alzheimer's, there are differences, but she just was kind of stuck in that a weird loop. It was like I felt like her head would spin, and every once in a while, she would just kind of throw out these questions or statements over and over again. But every once in a while, the head would stop, and then I felt like she would come back, and there was just a few seconds of like, oh, my God, there she is. And then shortly thereafter, (laughs) the head would spin again. But the funny story I want to share is that my grandma loved my grandpa Louie, and they were married for many years, and he passed away from a heart attack when I was 11. However, she, when she would get in these spins, she would talk about this fellow, Leo Baldwin, and how she really liked Leo Baldwin, and how she, you know, she talked about him all the time, and how her mother gave her a beating. She was like, my mom gave me such a beating because Leo Baldwin showed up. He was in the house and she kicked him out because he was Jewish. So, again, it's a different time now. And, but back in the day, um, you know, there was a lot of prejudice going on. But I always found it so interesting that she kept talking about this one guy. So I do think to me. And I kind of am thankful for all those times she brought up Leo Baldwin, wherever he is, whatever happened to him. Because it, it, I kind of think if I ever had Alzheimer's, I would want to make sure that whoever I'm pining over, that they kind of knew how I felt about them. Because I think she always had a thing for Leo Baldwin. And so going back to the heartache I think it is important that we, um, you know, even our relationships, when things go wrong with our partners and, like, some serious shit goes down, you know, for whatever reason, um, to appreciate some of the good times that come out of that, the good moments, the good memories, because they happened, and to focus just on the the not-so-good stuff kind of puts us in that censure state. And doesn't promote, kind of keeps us stuck. And uh, especially with uh, the womb and the and the yoni and that energy center, 
expressing feeling pleasure rather than anger and resentment and um, shutting down, I think, you know, the shutdown is not healthy or beneficial for new creativity, for new growth. And so, um, so I'd like to thank my grandmother for sharing that as well. Um, so, <laughs> probably like, well... I do think, though, it's important to um, tap into these feelings of gratitude just to, to sum it up as well. Um, because it is medicinal. So a lot of times I think we get overwhelmed with all the stuff that we have to do. So right now, you know, whether you have to go shopping and buy a million gifts or whether you're working on a big project or you're trying to build the biggest you know, company to change the world, um, it gets a little daunting for all the stuff that you think you have to do. And so in the pockets of time where you can just kind of connect, breathe, stop, be present, um, and, and kind of tap into the feeling of um, a time when you were really excited because someone thanked you for a job well done, the feeling of that, because that is uplifting. Um, and if you keep kind of tapping into that, whether that's writing in a journal, meditating, breathing, um, doing random acts of kindness, whatever floats your boat. I've said float your boat along, you know, a bunch of times on this episode. But I do think no one else can float your boat except for you. So sure, there's plenty of lists about gratitude and um, I do think that there is a connection between the I feel energy center, which does relate to your womb, kidney, ovary area, um, your heart, that connection with your heart, and uh, how you're directing your mind. So a lot of times, if you're feeling like poop and this whole episode, you're like, I'm just not buying it, Lorraine. Um, let's say you're really going through a, a tough time. My suggestion for that would be rather than fighting against forcing yourself to feel gratitude, I would take a moment and acknowledge um, some of the stuff that might not be feeling so positive. So what a lot of times, um, I think we filter ourselves. So even if you take a piece of paper and a pen and just the key is in the, the not filtering yourself and just write out all the stuff that you're pissed about <laughs> um, or how you're feeling, whether that's angry, mad, um, unsure, scared, fearful, whatever it might be. But if you just take the pen to paper and just kind of let yourself, allow yourself, give yourself freedom to just let it rip however way it goes. Um, I suggest you ripping it up afterwards. See how you feel after that. See if there's something that you can feel um, thankful. Even the fact that you allowed yourself to just let it rip and not filter yourself. Because I think a lot of times some of that icky stuff, it's kind of um, it's kind of bubbling up, and some of that juicy positive stuff's underneath it. It's just allowing 
it's like giving some attention, some acknowledgement to the icky stuff in order for the good stuff to bubble up as well. So those are some suggestions. Um, hope they help in some way. And um, again, I'd like to take a take a moment to thank all the guests, the amazing, lovely, um, and wise guests that have been on the show so far. Look forward to other guests, new guests, and some friends, uh, old friends returning for a different take. I'd like to thank uh, the production fellows. I'd like to thank A-Rod for all his help with these shows. He cracks me up. Uh, I'd like to thank my executive producer, Winston Price, for his help and guidance as well with the Womb Happy Hour. Thank you, everybody. And, of course, I'd like to thank the listeners. Thank you, each and every one of you, um, for being a part of the Womb Happy Hour. And um, it's been a fun ride so far. And I hope in some way, even if you aren't able to kind of, uh, if you're not ready to give yourself a womb massage or, you know, talk to your womb to ask for advice, I'm holding space for you. I'm sending out a lot of healing, balancing, loving, juicy, pleasurable vibes for you down there. Because let's face it, down there it's connected to everywhere else. So I'm just trying to put it on your your appreciation map. All right. So on next week's show, Emily, I'm drawing a blank on her last name, from Helios and Soline is going to be joining us. She is a um, gifted healer. She's a Kunandera that used to work at Vogue, and now she has her own healing practice. And she has a lot of womb wisdom to share with our listeners, and uh, she's going to be on the show. And uh, again, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart and the bottom of my womb and my mind and everywhere. Uh, Thank you for listening. And let's see how Thanksgiving goes. A shout out for for all the, the blessings and the good stuff that is happening out there in the world. So high five. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you for joining us for the Womb Happy Hour. Be sure to tune in again for another edition featuring your host, Lorraine Giordano, next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have an excellent week.